When we consider how the Christian worldview was the foundation of the science we have, though scientists centuries before gave some foundation, believers in the Bible knew what the connection point was between faith and science. God. He is the link between faith and science. He connects both together. To put it in an illustration. Faith, God, science. Without Him in the middle, there is a disconnect between the other two. We have seen this so far more than once. However, as mentioned in part one of the notes, historically, the science we have today arose in Western Europe during a time when they were heavily influenced by Christianity. While not every one of these scientists were Christians, they did believe in God that existed, and what the Bible. With that said, let's look first at some scientists from time past. Some of them were Christians, while others who God existed. All believed there was no conflict between faith and science. A. The past, scientists who believed God exists. Yet there is a long history of great scientists who founded various scientific fields of knowledge while invoking a first cause as the designer of the universe and author of the laws of nature. 1. Johannes Kepler, 1571-1630, Celestial Mechanics, Physical Astronomy. Blaise Pascal, 1623-1662, Hydrostatics. Robert Boyle, 1627-1691, Chemistry, Gas Dynamics. Nicholas Steno, 1638-1691, Stratigraphy. Isaac Newton, 1642-1727, Calculus, Dynamics. Michael Faraday, 1791-1867, Magnetic Theory. Charles Babbage, 1792-1871, Computer Science. Louis Agassiz, 1807-1873, Glacial Geology, Ichthyology. James Young Simpson, 1811-1870, Gynecology. Gregor Mendel, 1822-1884, Genetics. Louis Pasteur, 1822-1895, Bacteriology. William Thompson, Lord Kelvin 1824-1907, Energetics, Thermodynamics. Joseph Lister, 1827-1912, Antiseptic Surgery. James Clark Maxwell, 1831-1879, Electrodynamics, Statistical Thermodynamics. William Ramsey, 1852-1916, Isotopic Chemistry 2. We can't go over each person, but I want to highlight three. For much of this, I will quote from other sources, and refer to additional articles, as they have done the research. 1. Johannes Kepler. Kepler clarified his motives for doing science when he wrote. May God make it comes to pass that my delightful speculation, the Mysterium Cosmographicum, have everywhere among reasonable men fully the effect which I strove to obtain in the publication, namely, that the belief in the creation of the world be fortified through this external support, that thought of the Creator be recognized in nature, and that His inexhaustible wisdom shine forth daily more brightly. 3. 2. Sir Isaac Newton. While the first article talks about Newton's scientific and religious accomplishments, there are questions regarding his theology. Because of his search for truth was based on rationalism, which is another worldview of his day, he attempted to understand various doctrines of the Bible based on that worldview, as well as connecting the Bible to history, he straight regarding the doctrine of the Trinity. I want you to read this next article, which explains this more fully. Application While the article makes a good application at the end, I want to reiterate it. We are to use our minds as Christians. God tells us to think. We are rational beings, just like God is a rational being. That is part of what it means to be made in God's image. However, we must understand that our rational thinking is limited. We need supernatural revelation, which we find in the Bible. 
just like science, our rational minds cannot comprehend certain things, because they don't make sense if we just look at it from our earthly perspective. Explain love rationally. Explain rationally why God loved the world so much He sent Jesus to die in our place, as a substitute for our sins. Explain grace or mercy rationally. This is not just with God towards us, but how we express it to others. So, just like science is limited, rationalism is limited. 3. Charles Babbage. Applications. 1. I know it's a lot to read, but wow. Think about these men. Not just these men, but men of God. Consider how much they endured. Some had a very difficult upbringing, and or went through some great difficulties in their lives. But that didn't stop God, nor did it stop them from pursuing what God gifted them to do in the path He had for them. Some of you have had a very difficult time in your family in the past, and even in the present. My heart breaks for you. But I want to remind you that God sees it. God knows. God has not forgotten you. God knows what He has planned for you, and He will never let you go if you belong to Him. These are not Christian cliches but biblical truths. Learn about who God is by studying His Word as these men did. Move forward in faith, prayer, humility, and His grace, and ask Him to intervene as He did in these men's lives. 2. Also, consider their bravery. Many of them fought against the current status quo in science in their day. They stood firm in their faith and stood their ground. They also faced great difficulty in life financially a lot of times, yet they persevered. Within the body of Christ today, we need strong Christians, and particularly strong men who will stand for the truth in love and not compromise with the culture and persevere. Will you be that Christian? When all the world, your friends, your family and maybe even the church, is going against what God says, will you and I be brave enough to stand firm on God's Word, no matter the cost? This is a challenge now and one that will increase as the return of Christ draws ever closer. b. The present, scientists who believe God exists. Time moves forward and new scientists will arise until Jesus comes. But for now, here are some scientists who were, or are Christians in more modern times. During the early 20th century, the strongest defenders of biblical creationism were Seventh-day Adventists, such as George McCready Price, 1870-1963, who emphasized the young earth and appealed to scientific data, unlike virtually all other non-Adventist creationists at the time who accepted the antiquity of the earth and attached little or no geological significance to Noah's flood, Price insisted on the recent appearance of life on earth and assigned most of the fossil-bearing rocks to the work of the deluge. Biblical creationism began its modern return to prominence through the published work The Genesis Flood by Drs. John C. Whitcomb and Henry M. Morris in 1961. The work of these men helped influence the spawning of think tanks such as the Creation Research Society, 1963, and the Institute for Creation Research, 1972 of which Henry Morris served as president, and provided great momentum for the return to the literal interpretation of the creation account. 4. Please note that I am not promoting Seventh-day Adventism and their beliefs with this quote, but historically this is what occurred. In Chapter 9 of the Answers Book 2, Dr. Jason Lyle states, Today there are many other PhD scientists who reject evolution and believe that God created in six days, a few thousand years ago, just as recorded in Scripture. Russ Humphreys, a PhD physicist, has developed, among many other things, a model to compute the present strength of planetary magnetic fields. Dr. Humphreys was able to make these predictions precisely because he started from the principles of Scripture. John Baumgartner, a PhD geophysicist and biblical creationist, has a sophisticated computer model of catastrophic plate tectonics, which was reported in the journal Nature. The assumptions for this model are based on the global flood recorded in Genesis. Additionally, think of all the people who have benefited from a magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, scan. 
the MRI scanner was developed by the creationist Dr. Raymond Damadian. Consider the biblical creationists Georgia Purdom and Andrew Snelling, who work in molecular genetics and geology, respectively. They certainly understand their fields, and yet are convinced that they do not support evolutionary biology and geology. They confirm biblical creation. I, Dr. Jason Lyle, have a PhD from a secular university and have done extensive research in solar astrophysics. In my PhD research, I made a number of discoveries about the nature of near-surface solar flows, including the detection of a never-before-seen polar alignment of supergranules, as well as patterns indicative of giant overturning cells. Was I hindered in my research by the conviction that the early chapters of Genesis are literally true? No, it's just the reverse. It is because a logical God created and ordered the universe that I, and other creationists, expect to be able to understand aspects of that universe through logic, careful observation, and experimentation. Clearly, creationists can indeed be real scientists. 5. Yes, those who follow the Creator, can be real scientists, contrary to the false claim of many within the scientific community and higher education. Thankfully, many in the Church understand the need for Christians to be Bible-believing scientists, not so Christianity can take over science, but to be a witness for Christ and glorify God with the gifts He has given to them, and equip those of us who want to learn. Today, countless scientists are realizing that God's truth is all truth, and that true science will indeed be compatible with the Word of God. Furthermore, as they hunger to know the Creator more intimately, they continue to search the wonders of creation, returning to the Church's roots of biblical, scientific creationism, to the Church's edification and gratitude. 6. Dash. 1. Norman Geisler and Peter Bocchino, Unshakable Foundations, Contemporary Answers to Crucial Questions About the Christian Faith, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Bethany House Publishers, 2001, 82. 2. Ibid. 3. Norman Geisler, Baker Encyclopedia of Christian Apologetics, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Baker Books, 1999, 168-169. 4. Ron J. Bigalk Jr., ed. The Genesis Factor, Myths and Realities, Green Forest, Arkansas, Master Books, 2008, 40. 5. Ken Ham, ed. The New Answers Book 2, Green Forest, Arkansas, Master Books, 2008, 98-99. 6. Big Alt Jr., 40.